largest media networks. This is America's First News. This morning with your host, Gordon Deal. Trouble for a border bill. Good morning, I'm Gordon Deal, along with Nicole Murray. On this Monday, February 5th, glad you could be with us. Here's what we have for you this hour. The Senate has released details of a bipartisan bill that provides Ukraine funding and changes to border policy, but there's already resistance. Hundreds of thousands are without power in California after heavy rains and powerful winds accompanied a Pineapple Express storm. The U.S. military spent the weekend targeting Iran-backed groups in the Middle East, and officials say the retaliation isn't done yet. And disclosing health and well-being breaks to your employer. And that break could be to go pursue a project, to go live abroad for a period of time, to really sort of recenter, refocus. It's not just about taking care of a sick parent or the kind of stuff that we used to take breaks for. It's really about a living my life break. Career expert Julie Bauke on what to do when that one event in your life pops up that requires time off from work. No chance. That's the reaction from some House Republicans after seeing details of a bipartisan bill designed to provide funding for Ukraine and Israel while also providing immigration reforms. Senate leaders released specifics yesterday, which include a new asylum process at the Mexico border to deliver fast case resolutions and swift deportations for migrants who don't qualify. It would also set a higher bar for those claims and establish new limits on asylum claims to prevent the system from getting overwhelmed. South Carolina Republican Congresswoman Nancy Mace. Anything short of shutting down the border, shutting down free hotel rooms, shutting down free credit cards for illegal aliens that are coming into this country. Anything short of that is going to have problems in the House. The provisions do not include Democratic demands, such as a pathway to citizenship for so-called dreamers brought to the country as children. On the spending side, the bill will provide about $118 billion overall in funds for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan. Ukraine would get about $60 billion. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan says the U.S. intends to launch further strikes at Iran-backed groups in the Middle East after hitting factions in Iraq, Syria, and Yemen since Friday. The United States and Britain unleashed attacks against 36 Houthi targets in Yemen a day after the U.S. military hit Tehran-backed groups in Iraq and Syria in retaliation for a deadly attack on U.S. troops in Jordan eight days ago. Mr. Sullivan on ABC's This Week. This was the beginning of of our response. There will be more steps. Some of those steps will be seen. Some may not be seen. But there will be more action taken to respond to the death of the tragic death of the three brave U.S. service members. U.S. Central Command says it had conducted another strike early yesterday against an anti-ship cruise missile position that the rebels had prepared to target vessels in the Red Sea. Late Friday, Washington carried out 85 airstrikes on Iran's paramilitary forces and militias backed by Tehran. Meanwhile, Secretary of State Antony Blinken is headed back to the Middle East in hopes of brokering a pause in Israel's war in Gaza. More than 600,000 customers are without power in California after a fierce winter storm prompted a rare warning of hurricane-force winds. AccuWeather says up to 37 million Californians, that's about 94% of the population, were at risk for life-threatening floods from the storm yesterday. An atmospheric river was the second to pound the state in recent days, with the latest one being especially harsh on Southern California. The storm is due to hit Orange County and San Diego today and tomorrow. San Diego Mayor Todd Gloria. 
the city has established a temporary shelter at the Balboa Park Municipal Gym for residents for these low-lying flood-prone areas. And we've arranged for free transportation to this site through the United Taxi Workers. The National Weather Service said wind gusts up to 92 miles an hour were possible from the Monterey Peninsula to the northern section of San Luis Obispo County. San Francisco warned of flooded streets, fallen trees, and a landslide. The first storm in the Pineapple Express soaked the state with anywhere from one to six inches of rain last Wednesday and Thursday. For all the ones who get it done, Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists, and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Plus, they provide real-time product availability online and have sourcing specialists who can help you track down hard-to-find items. And their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call 1-800-GRANGER, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Glad you're with us. Welcome into Monday. There are more working class Americans than any other voting bloc, and those blue collar workers could be the decisive factor in this year's presidential election. Yet each political party is doing a poor job of addressing the needs and concerns of lower income Americans. So says Rick Newman, senior columnist at Yahoo Finance. Rick, your take. The reason, you know, I'm focusing on working class voters here is there, there's a ton of analysis going on about working-class voters and how to capture their vote. And for what it's worth, uh, working-class voters, and this is defined as people, adults in the labor force who do not have a college degree, there are 104 million of them. So that is the largest voting block by far. Uh, you know, it's, they, they're not all exactly the same. They have, they have different th- uh, wants and needs based on their situation in life and where they're based. But everybody wants to know, how do you get their vote, especially in the five or six swing states that are going to determine the election? So I just ran a poll on Yahoo Finance. We did an internet poll. We asked people who consider themselves to be working class. We said, we said what do you think is the biggest problem in the country, and what do you want your leaders to do? And, uh, I mean, I will just encourage people listening to this to first try to guess what they think working class voters said the biggest problem is. Um, you might think it's inflation, but it's not. Um, so the the answer that got the largest number of uh, responses was illegal immigration, with 21% of respondents in our survey saying illegal immigration. They think this is the longest long-term problem in the United States. Uh, that is more than double the number who said high inflation was a, was the the biggest problem. That was only 10%. And then the second. Uh, most important problem people identified is the high cost of health care. So illegal Im- immigration and health care, they consider to be uh, the two biggest problems. So if you think about which political party is doing the best job of handling both of those problems, it's neither one. Mm. Uh, Democrats actually have passed meaningful legislation on health care, which is the Affordable Care Act, uh, and things related to that, which did extend insurance to a lot of people. But uh, President Biden seems to have no plan at all for what to do uh, about this surge of migrants across the uh, southwest border. And then if you flip over to Republicans, well, they certainly talk tough about um, controlling uh, this migration surge. But now they seem to be backing away from legislation to do anything about it in Congress. And what Republicans, uh, what's their policy on health care? Basically nothing. (laughs) They have no health care policy. In fact, for for at least a decade, their policy was simply repeal the Affordable Care yeah. Act and replace it with who knows what. So, uh, you know, to get to what your real question was at the beginning, we asked, 
um, which uh, which party do you think is doing the best job of addressing your needs? And the biggest answer was neither party. We're speaking with Rick Newman, senior columnist at Yahoo Finance. Almost feel like uh, the question next time should change to which party is least bad in managing <laughs> all of our problems. But but I mean, you politicians know that these are the issues. What? Why can't anything well, get done? I, 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 it's it, it's a great question. You know, what is the problem here? Um, and I, I mean, you know, first of all, we we basically have a two party system, so. There's just not room for what you might call a centrist party to try to come in and say, you know, we, we want to we sort of split the difference here. We want to focus on, you know, improving health care, keeping what works and making uh, and then figuring out what doesn't work. And don't just tear everything up. Like, let's just make make these continually better. And let's also deal with immigration. Um, you know, every, every now and then there's talk of a third party candidate running. But I mean, you know, we have a system that, you know, basically you have to win a majority of the votes in the Electoral College. It's winner take all. Um, So that kind of locks us into a two-party system. Uh, You know, there are many other problems and people, you know, I think a lot of voters correctly identify these problems. We don't have term limits. Um, People go to, people get elected to office and then the advantages of incumbency are so powerful uh, that they just feather their nest. And, uh, you know, everybody knows there are a lot of politicians in Washington whose main job is just um, building their own power and making sure they stay. I mean, I think voters are right about these these problems in the system. And, you know, then we also have the, the final problem, which is that um, the politics of outrage, you know, just getting people angry, unfortunately, it actually works. Thanks, Rick. Rick Newman, senior columnist at Yahoo Finance. 20 minutes after the hour on This Morning. Here's Nicole Murray. And now, the three big things you need to know. Number one. Senators have released details for the $118 billion bipartisan proposal for foreign aid and stricter immigration laws. Top House Republicans, however, have already said it has no chance of passing. Senate Leader Chuck Schumer. This is a real test for the Congress, for the Senate, for America. Will we step up to the plate when every objective observer says this legislation is needed? Or will we let politics get in the way? The agreement is set to get an initial vote in the Senate as soon as Wednesday. Number two. A powerful atmospheric river arrived in Southern California yesterday, bringing heavy rain, strong winds, snow, and potentially life-threatening flash flooding. The National Weather Service says the storm is expected to continue through tomorrow. Governor Gavin Newsom has declared a state of emergency in eight counties. Los Angeles Mayor Karen Bass. This storm is a serious weather event. This has the potential to be a historic storm, severe winds, thunderstorms, and even brief tornadoes. Nearly 700,000 California residents are still without power. Number three. Lori Children's Hospital said it is investigating a cybersecurity threat as its computers, internet, and phones remained down for a fifth day yesterday. A call center has been set up to address patient needs, and elective surgeries and procedures have been canceled. Cybersecurity experts have confirmed it was a ransomware attack. A 26-year-old man and a young boy were killed and four others injured in a shooting at a Denver home early yesterday morning. Denver police say the exchange of gunfire began after a group of uninvited guests showed up to a party and the confrontation escalated. Four male victims remained hospitalized and one of them in critical condition. 
Taylor Swift made history at yesterday's 66th annual Grammy Awards after winning Album of the Year for Midnight's. Swift is the only artist to win this award four times. I would love to tell you that this is the best moment of my life, but I I feel this happy when I finish a song. The pop star also announced her new album titled The Tortured Poets Department out April 19th. Other Grammy winners include Billie Eilish, Miley Cyrus, and Paramore. All right. Thank you, Nicole. Thanks for joining us. Even as colleges place less value on the SAT and ACT tests as predictors of academic success, many states still use them to evaluate their high schools to meet federal testing requirements. More from Matt Barnum at The Wall Street Journal. Matt, set this up. We realize that most colleges have now gone test optional. They say to students, you don't have to submit the SAT or ACT, the standardized test score that has become a rite of passage right of passage for people applying to college. But we realize that actually a lot of high schools, a lot of states through their high schools say that they do require the test or they administer it to all students. And that was just sort of an interesting phenomenon that we wanted to document. Wow. And the reasons why that states might continue to do it or schools might continue to do it or what? So there are a few. One is many states decided to administer the SAT and ACT to, or one of them, to all students, you know, years before colleges started going test optional. And the logic was that the SAT or ACT, the, the test, the, the test itself or the fee for taking the test shouldn't be a barrier to any low-income kids who might not be savvy enough to, to know that, um, the, to do the test prep or might not have enough money for a testing fee just to make it easier for everyone. And so they said, we're just going to give this to everyone during the school day free of charge so it's not a barrier. So a lot of those policies still exist, even as colleges themselves say the test is optional. And some people say that they still should exist because even though the test is optional, it can still help the students or they still have the option to, to submit the score if they get a good score. Mm. And then the secondary aspect of this is that states have started using the SAT or ACT as their official accountability test. The federal government requires states to give a test to students at least once in high school. And some states have said, you know what, kids are already taking the ACT or SAT. We may as well use this as our official high school test um, and that we use to rate our high schools. Wow. I mean, if you get a good score, you can still use it to try to get a scholarship, right, in college, I guess? Yeah, that's right. So it is an option. There are a few number, uh, uh, some number of schools that have gone test blind that say, we don't look at the test. We just won't look at it. But the majority of them are test optional. So it could be smart to take it. And then if if you don't like your, your score, you can just keep it to yourself. And if you do like it, you, you can submit it for consideration and admissions or for scholarship or for course placement. Well, we're speaking with Matt Barnum, education reporter at The Wall Street Journal. His story is called Colleges Dropped the, a- the SAT and ACT. Here's why many high schools didn't. Uh, so you said, I think you said most, right? Most colleges have done this. With, I mean, how many don't require the SAT or ACT anymore? Is there a percentage or number? Uh, it's a 1,900 schools with bachelor's degree programs, so essentially colleges are test optional, and that's the majority of uh, such schools. I, I'm not sure the exact percentage, but it's a comfortable majority. Thanks, Matt. Matt Barnum, education reporter at The Wall Street Journal.
Hey, it's Gordon Deal here to tell you about this game-changing product I used before having a couple of cocktails called Z-Biotics. I easily get a headache from just one drink, but I've now found something that helps avoid that miserable feeling the next morning. Z-Biotics Pre-Alcohol Probiotic Drink. It's the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by scientists trying to eliminate that crummy feeling the following day. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Zbiotics produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. Just remember to make Zbiotics your first drink of the night. Whether you're sitting down at home for movie night or out with friends, drink responsibly and you'll feel your best tomorrow. Go to zbiotics.com/gordon to get 15% off your first order when you use Gordon at checkout. That's zbiotics.com/gordon and use the code Gordon at checkout for 15% off. Edgy, smart, bringing you what you need to know. This is America's First News this morning with Gordon Deal. Thanks for being with us. Welcome into Monday, February 5. Gordon Deal, Nicole Murray. Some of our top stories and headlines. House Republicans push back against details of a bipartisan spending and immigration bill in the Senate. Southern California braces for a soaking. Hundreds of thousands are without power from, from the latest storm. U.S. military targets militias backed by Iran. The Fed chairman told CBS's 60 Minutes that the central bank has shifted toward when to cut interest rates. MetLife Stadium in New Jersey will host the World Cup final in 2026, and a dog trapped in a shipping container for at least a week is rescued. That story in about 20 minutes. This portion of the program is brought to you by UMA. Copper lines are going away. Driving up the price of home phone service. Start saving with UMA. Go to OOMA.com to learn more. Surveys show that most people have at least one event during their lifetimes that requires time off from work. More on health and well-being breaks from Julie Bauke, career expert known as Julie on the job. Julie, what do you make of this? You know, it's it's so interesting to watch this whole, um, call it sabbatical, call it a break, see this unfold in the younger generations. It is, I've had, and this is just, we're seeing it statistically, but we're also seeing it anecdotally. I'm, ta- I'm talking to a lot of younger people who are, they really, their goal is to work flexibly, work on projects, work in ways for a period of time, and then take a break before they look for their next job or take on their next project. And that break could be to go pursue a project, to go live abroad for a period of time, to really sort of recenter, refocus. It's not just about taking care of a sick parent or the kind of stuff that we used to take breaks for. It's really about a living my life break. There's a book out there called The Quarter Life Crisis that really talks a lot about how younger generations, this old model of going from 22 to 62 and then you're allowed to have fun. That's what you put off all your fun until then. They are roundly rejecting that, and they're interspersing the things they want to do in their lives with work. And the good thing is, employers, there is starting to be a real, you don't have to hide it. Yeah. You, it it's more accepted, and it's becoming embraced It's to the point that you know career coaches like myself are coaching people to say, you need to embrace this and own it. Talk about what you did 
what you know what it did for you, what you learned. Um, and you know, my social media person that I just hired, she's getting ready to leave for Portugal on February first for a month. I don't care. She's still going to be working. I don't care where she's doing it from, mm-hmm. but she gets to have that experience of living in Portugal for a month. Wow. And we've gone from tisk tisking people to becoming envious of people who have the wherewithal to do that or interested in doing that. And as time goes on, as more leaders are millennials and Gen Z themselves, this will continue to grow in acceptance. So you referenced uh, discussing it. Uh, also, this is a, like a thing on LinkedIn now, right? It's okay to show that there's yeah. a gap in your career and yep. here's my reason yeah. why. Yep, yep. So we used to be, and you know, I've been doing this for so long that I remember those days when it was like, oh, this gap, how am I going to explain this gap? And it was just this like, you know, like, I don't know, because sometimes when when you're in a really stressful job and you leave or you're let go or laid off, you do need time to refresh so you can come back better than ever. And it's so this idea of hiding a break is is really not a thing anymore. But what you need to do because you may be asked about it, is talk about it, explain it. Say, you know, I took the opportunity to um, you know, go to France for six months because I have a friend who has a place over there and I traveled the countryside and learned French. Mm. Oh, you know, that's that used to be seen as, oh, you're not committed to your career. Now it's seen as life enhancing and by extension, career enhancing. We're speaking with career strategist Julie Bauke. We know her as Julie on the job, and we're talking about these health and well-being breaks during your career. What about, like, really long ones? Like maybe uh, seven years of, you know, because you you wanted to raise a kid or two. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, those are things that... Those are things that have always been a part of women's careers. And the challenge with that is that's always been really frustrating. Let's say you take, you know, everybody understands that, especially when it's women. We're starting to get to the point where men are starting to do that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm taking my paternity leave for a year or I'm, I'm taking, and it's, it's, it's creeping into, it's creeping into the mainstream. But in the past, when women have taken time off, to raise children, even if she left the workforce at a pretty high level, there's this um, loss of confidence that happens, professional confidence that often happens during this period. And then when she wants to come in the workforce, she she doesn't necessarily expect to come in at the same level she left. Yeah. But a lot of women, unfortunately, are like, oh, well, I just have to go do an entry-level job now. No, you don't. Thanks, Julie. Julie Bauke, career expert known as Julie on the job. Welcome into Monday. It is time now for the mic drop with this morning's Mike Gavin. Good morning. Well, it's been a minute since we checked in on the animals to see what they're up to. And as usual, some of them are up to no good. We start in Texas where authorities were forced to respond to a home where a deer had crashed through a window and spent the night inside. Courtney Hawk told local TV she returned to her home in spring after spending the night at her boyfriend's house and found a deer in her kitchen, saying he broke through the front window like the Kool-Aid man. Harris County Livestock deputies were called in, and they managed to sedate the deer, take it outside, and release it back into the wild. Courtney said, all things considered, the damage could have been worse. Wow. So she she's out. Yeah. The deer 
enters her empty home yes. and spends the night. Forcefully enters forcefully through the front I, window. I guess, though, there wasn't enough to spook the deer inside the house where it might be just going on a rampage trying right. to escape because it was empty. I guess she's lucky yeah, that that's, way. Yeah, that's what she said. She showed yeah. up at her house. Look, the deer was just hanging out in the kitchen, like not, not really doing a whole lot. Just yeah. broke in and was like, all right, now what do I do? Yeah. You know, it's kind of weird. But we've heard about this a lot recently. The deer are just breaking through windows yeah. just for no particular reason, it seems like. Man. Not sure what's going on. So perhaps it got a good snack. I mean, perhaps. Good, yeah. good night's sleep? Yeah, why not? Uh, wow. I mean, it was, it was warm, I guess. I don't know how chilly it was yeah. <laughs> that night. Refreshed and ready to go the next day. Yes. Wow, but couldn't find its way out, obviously. No, no, yeah. did not. And uh, we know that human porch pirates continue to be a problem for anyone hoping to get a package delivered, so we certainly don't need Mother Nature's creatures making it worse. We stay in Texas for this one, moving from the Houston area to the Dallas-Fort Worth metro. A security camera at a home in South Lake captured the moment a box of cookies delivered to the front door was stolen by an unlikely porch pirate and opossum. The city's Department of Public Safety posted video of the theft on Facebook showing the animal making off with the box meant for the homeowner's son who was celebrating his 15th birthday. After a search, the son found the balloon left by the delivery worker and a bag of icing. But the box of cookies was found empty in the family's side yard. Not that it saved the cookies, but police used the theft as an example of why homeowners should have security cameras so they can, quote, go marsupial be all in protecting their homes from thieves. Okay. Yeah. I I didn't know that opossums did this. That they stole food. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hungry animals, I guess, right? You know, they they all have better senses of smell than we do, so they could tell, I guess, that there were some cookies in there but, and it was time to make off with it. But if you had given me a list of 10 animals, yeah, likely to swipe cookies from a front porch. Yeah. I would not have chosen opossum. Yeah, I mean, they're not super high on the list. They're also usually yeah. pretty small, so yeah. it's hard for them to steal right. anything, even if it is a small package. Yeah. And you see in the camera, in the video, he just struggled a little bit getting it off the porch. It took yeah. him a little bit of time of trying to figure out the right, right angle to, to drag it off the porch with him. He's no desperate pizza rat, for example. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> and by the way, if that's me, I'm taking the icing, not the cookies. Yeah. I'm all, all I'm a, a, icing all day for me. Yeah, you're just going to eat the icing just, just straight from yes. the container? There's no need for the cookie uh, at all in uh, my okay. mind. Yeah, yeah. No, see, I like the combination of the two, the crunch of the cookie uh-huh. and then, then the sweetness of the icing. I think I have a little combination. If I was him, I would have just discarded the icing so quickly yeah. for sure. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. If you still have landline phone service, you may have noticed that your monthly bills have been skyrocketing. That's because the FCC no longer regulates copper lines and phone companies are jacking up the price of their service. UMA is an internet home phone service that lets you keep enjoying the safety and peace of mind of a home phone without paying an arm and a leg. In fact, with a one-time purchase of the UMA Tello, you get internet home phone service for free. All you pay are applicable taxes and fees. Unlike mobile phones, UMA has address-based 911, so dispatchers will know exactly where to find you in an emergency. In the event you call 911, UMA can send a text alert to loved ones. UMA even includes a free mobile app so you can take your home number on the go. And don't worry, you can keep your home phone number for a one-time fee or get a new one for free. Setup is easy. It takes less than 10 minutes. Stop paying too much for home phone service. Visit UMA.com slash Gordon Deal today to get a special discount. That's O-O-M-A dot com slash Gordon Deal. Thanks for being with us. The three best money moves for February, courtesy of money.com. Number one, talk to your partner about finances. Being transparent about finances with your partner has proven benefits. Engaged and newlywed couples with joint bank accounts have been shown to have significantly 
higher relationship quality than those who keep their money separate. That's according to a study released last year by Indiana University's Kelly School of Business. Number two, buy a CD before rates go down. With the central bank planning to cut interest rates later this year, several major online banks are already starting to lower their 12-month CD rates. Barclays' 12-month CD, for example, is now down to 5.3% from 5.5% last month. And number three, get started with your taxes. The IRS started processing tax returns one week ago. By now, you should have received most of your tax documents. By prepping now, you'll thank yourself later when you get your refund before everyone who waits until the last minute to file. Eight minutes now in front of the hour on This Morning. Once again, here's Nicole Murray. And now, the three big things you need to know. Number one. The U.S. Central Command announced its forces conducted self-defense strikes against Houthi rebels over the weekend. American personnel destroyed four anti-ship cruise missiles that were prepared to launch against ships in the Red Sea. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby on ABC News. We're sending a pretty strong signal with these uh, with these strikes that we took on Friday night. And I guarantee you that we're going to be sending a, another strong signal to the Iranians and to uh, the groups that they're backing, the IRGC and the groups that they're backing uh, over coming days. The efforts were supported by the United Kingdom, Australia, Canada, Denmark, the Netherlands, New, Ze- New Zealand and Bahrain. Number two. Samsung Electronics Chairman J.Y. Lee was found not guilty on charges of stock manipulation and account fraud connected to the 2015 merger of two Samsung affiliates. Lee, who was convicted and jailed for bribery in 2017, denied any wrongdoing. The ruling can still be appealed by prosecutors. Number three. Over 100 people have been killed by forest fires raging in Chile yesterday. Interior Minister Carolina Toa said there are 92 active fires burning, and that has affected over 100,000 acres. A state of emergency has been declared, along with shelters and hundreds of rescue personnel being dispatched to the area. Patrick Mahomes Sr. was arrested on Saturday on suspicion of driving while intoxicated in Texas. The father of Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes was released yesterday on a $10,000 bond. Jail records show Mahomes Sr. has been arrested 11 times since 2009, including on charges of driving while intoxicated. This news comes six days before his son and the Chiefs are set to play in the Super Bowl against the 49ers in Vegas. Calling all soccer fans, the 2026 FIFA World Cup final will be played at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. The game is scheduled for July 19th. World Cup going for the maximum punch here by locating the final in New York, New Jersey region. It is going to be an insane vibe when that game takes place here. Yes, it will. Thank you, Nicole. Glad you could be with us. Welcome into Monday. Dark and lonely week for a lost dog in Houston. A dog was rescued last week after members of the Coast Guard discovered the pup trapped inside a shipping container. Members of a Coast Guard inspection team at the Port of Houston were conducting random inspections when they suddenly heard barking and scratching from inside one of the containers stacked about 25 feet high. The Coast Guard says the pup, since nicknamed Connie the Container Dog, had gotten stuck inside a container full of totaled cars originating from the Houston-Galveston area that was about to be shipped overseas. It was not immediately clear where the container was headed. Officials suspect that the dog most likely was in a junkyard in a car, and that's how she accidentally got put in the container. As you might imagine, she was very happy to see her rescuers. As of yesterday, Connie was in the care of Forever Changed Animal Rescue, where she was being treated for heartworm, 
and awaiting adoption. That'll do it for this hour. For Nicole Murray and Mike Gavin, I'm Gordon Deal. Thanks for listening to This Morning, America's First News. We'll be right back.